my name is LMC. If you're just in the cannabis industry, you're going to business, politics, finance, investment, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, the black market, uh, and so much more, then hit that subscribe button down below. I would very much appreciate you. And today we are talking about, uh, this is a topic that I have seen uh, in the news cycle for cannabis for the last few days. Um, it's a little bit, um, this, this specific topic or this, this, this title that says more, why more states could legalize cannabis 2021, that's actually not the, the, the title that I've been seeing around a lot. It's similar to it, but it's a lot more realistic. Um, this obviously isn't CNN in business, but the title that I've been seeing around a lot, I've seen in The Motley Fool, I've seen in other places, is like why cannabis could be legalized in the U.S. in 2021. And I'm starting to think about it and like, like I, I personally think that's kind of horseshit, but I, I get why they're pushing it. They're, I get why some people would think that. Um, you know, they think that if more states legalize, there'll be more pressure on the government to legalize. And because of the recession, uh, there's going to be need for economic relief. And what's better than bringing on a whole new industry that will bring in a whole new swath of jobs across the country bring in tax revenue uh, and a lot of tax revenue at that. So people are starting to look at cannabis legalization as potentially a part of the uh, solution to fixing our broken economy, uh, you know, due to this pandemic and, and, you know, other things as well. But let's jump in this article. Let's cover it, um, break it down. So title is why more states could legalize cannabis 2021 by uh, Alicia Wallace. CNN Business is posted uh, earlier today, as of the recording. Post this probably tomorrow, too. Okay, so San Francisco. Uh, amid recession and social unrest, the cannabis industry uh, sees its moment. Actions by states to reduce criminal penalties for marijuana use and possession are fueling momentum for the broader movement to legalize cannabis uh, and have it serve as an economic engine for cash-strapped coffers. Uh, industry members and policy experts say, yes, I agree with, uh, I think it would, I think people are starting to realize that the argument to be made is to use because of this recession, we need to potentially speed up the process of when cannabis would be legalized. Now, do I want cannabis legalization personally? Do I, do I want, do I want cannabis be legalized in 2021 personally? Um, no, I don't, to be honest, I'm going to be 100 with y'all. Uh, it's not really. Uh, it's not really that beneficial. A lot of the companies that I work with, that I help consult with, um, a lot of them would be really, honestly, negatively affected. Uh, now, do I think that we should decriminalize it right away? Yes, absolutely. And commercial legalization, I don't want it to be too far off. I want it to be, you know, 2022, maybe 2024. Uh, honestly, though, I think what's probably going to happen, and I honestly, I think might this this actually, to me personally, would be the best when I when I think about the companies that I help consult with and, and the companies that I work with, um, I think 2025 would be great. Just enough time. I know it's a little bit far. You know, it's, it's you know right around like what like four and a half years, five years from now. Um, I do think that though, companies, the smaller to middle sized companies, I think they may need a little bit more time to potentially be able to uh, be ready for a you know a, a fully formed market. Uh, a economy of scale because right now right i always say this in a lot of different videos i've talked about this 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 topic is that cannabis legalization if it happens too early well 
that's when the once cannabis so once cannabis legalization occurs that's when big money comes in because they need an economy of scale they need uh more uniformity also also a big thing here too is that obviously there's certain state regulations going to happen with with cannabis right here and there but once the federal guard once the federal government is involved there's going to be uh the ability for much more policy uh, manipulation or or determine or di- dictating what policy is actually put into law because obviously you know regardless if you're a republican or democrat um or you know whatever if you're uh, if you don't you know sign you know if you don't if you don't identify with any any party at all or you're an independent or whatever it is we think we can all agree at this point that our political system is pretty corrupt when it comes to money corporations being able to you know influence elections uh to be able to fund uh, a lot of this dark money that's behind you know democrats republicans you know really a, a lot of different people um so we can kind of i think we can all agree on the fact that uh once it's you know federally legalized the big corporations that have the money are going to be able to probably uh, dictate some of the policy that's put into law and have it benefit uh, the larger companies. Right. So definitely want to look out, you know, make, make sure that that doesn't occur. So that's what I'm saying is this 2021 business. I I don't really think that that's actually that realistic too. like whether or not that I want it to happen. Right. I just still, I personally don't think it's that realistic. You know, you never know. I could be completely wrong, but, Let's keep going. Okay. Quote, I expect a record number of states to legalize marijuana in 2021, in part due to the financial pressures, along with the racial injustice imperative to reduce unnecessary police-civilian interactions, end quote, said Karen O'Keefe, director of state policies for the Marijuana uh, Policy Project, the lobbying organization behind many states' state cannabis policies in place today. In recent weeks, a spate of U.S. uh, states have sought to relax decade-old drug laws that criminalize cannabis use and position disproportionately jailed black people for nonviolent offenses. Absolutely. Um, Nevada pardoned more than... So, so absolutely. So, I just want to make clear is that what I'm saying is that uh, commercialization right now, I don't think would be good for any middle to small size business. It would really just be... Uh, beneficial for the top tier but what is definitely should happen in 2021 at least or as soon as possible is we should decriminalize cannabis and get all of these people out of jail that were in prison for cannabis right let's start let's start to dismantle one of the major tools that are used by the the, that are used by the uh, private prison complex right uh, these, these private prison, the, the U.S. private prison complex, right? The, the U.S. private uh, prison industrial complex. It's one of the most uh, vile things about our country is that, you know, there's literally stocks that are traded on people going to jail or not. And then the government paying them, paying a private prison a, a, a set fee for every year that that person is in jail. Don't you guys think that the incentive system is going to fucking, you know, obviously it's not the, the right incentive structure yeah no shit obviously so that's obviously bullshit and we need to take away at least one of the tool many one of the very many tools that they have and one of those tools the tools and they have a whole category that tool like i don't i hate to say tools but mechanisms that they use to you know disproportionately incarcerate people of color put people of all colors really you know white black you know 
uh, all different races. So we, you know, that would be great. I think that would be good. So decriminalization, I think as soon as possible ASAP, but commercialization, let's give some companies some time because I think that the federal legalization legislation, it may, there's a chance that it may not be very, very uh, friendly to smaller to medium-sized businesses. There's a very good chance of that, uh, but we'll have to see. Okay, let's keep going. So Nevada pardoned more than 15,500 people who were convicted of carrying less than an ounce of cannabis. I just did a video on that about a few days ago. Go check that out. Um, I found that interesting. So Georgia lawmakers added decriminalization to a police reform bill uh, that faces challenging path to approval, considering that the state's Republican control general assembly and that the, the legislative se uh, sessions end on June 30th, uh, the Savannah Morning News reports. So decriminalization legislation also is advancing in New Jersey and in Colorado. A bill aimed at diversifying the state's legal cannabis industry was amended with a provision that would allow Democratic Governor Jared Polls to expunge residents' low-level cannabis convictions. That's awesome. Virginia's new decriminalization law also includes provisions to create a work group to evaluate the potential impact of, of cannabis legalization. Uh, in recent years, the calls have grown for firmer policies addressing social justice and social equity concerns by reducing the number of people in prison for nonviolent and can cannabis offenses, directing tax revenue to communities harmed by the drug war policies, and increasing the number of minority business owners and employees. Quote, equity is something that uh, should be not an afterthought, said uh, Amber Littlejohn, senior policy advisor at, min at the Minority Cannabis Business Association. Absolutely, um, 100%. I think there's, there's a great opportunity here. Uh, to help, you know, make people, you know, people that have been specifically negatively affected by cannabis legalization, that being, you know, black people, other people of color, you know, being targeted almost, you know, usually. So the whole thing is like, you know, white people and black people smoke about the same amount of cannabis, but uh, black people are, you know, I think five times more likely uh, to go to jail when compared to a white person. So that's not right. Not to say that it doesn't affect people that are white, people that are all races and others, but there's a, definitely a specific bias that is ingrained, institutionalized into uh, these law enforcement uh, institutions. Um, okay, so, and so, yeah, so I think that's a great thing. So let's keep going. So decriminal, quote, decriminalization begins the process of healing past harms while also forgetting the creation of a new uh, predatory industry industry keen on marketing extremely potent marijuana products he said via email i i, I think that there is yeah I, I i like that quote honestly yes while also forgoing the creation of new predatory yeah so we got to make sure that 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 what he says is a predatory industry we can hopefully change that uh label that that he made right there hopefully we can make it much more equitable but we'll have to see Okay, so legalization on the ballot. Legalization advocates have touted the origin, uh, the writing of uh, past criminal justice wrongs, limiting illegal market activity and generating additional tax revenue when they've pushed for overhaul of state cannabis laws. Quote, at the end of the day, economics talk and jobs talk, uh, said Jessica Billingsley, uh, chief executive officer at Akrona, uh, which makes regulatory compliance software that helps states track cannabis sales from seed to sale. Quote, I truly believe we're going to see more uh, we're going to see some very meaningful and important movement uh, coming out of uh, this as states and governors look for a way to bolster their economy, end quote. Exactly. So I haven't even read this article yet. I, I saw the saw the title. 
and I would, was pretty sure I knew what they were going to say. Yeah, and I was right. But yeah, that's one thing that that's going to definitely dictate a lot of states legalizing cannabis in, uh, you know, 2021. A lot of the states that are, you know, let's say that, you know, the last time they voted on legalizing cannabis, it was like a, and, and it didn't go through, let's say, you know, and it, those states that are, you know, any anything above 40%, right, 40, 40% uh, approval by the, by the state, um, even if they lost, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I think those kind of states that are right on the line of, of crossing over, those are the states that uh, we're going to see a ton of them uh, legalize because of the economy, because of the, you know, the, I'm sure as since, since time, you know, since time has gone on since then, since, you know, a couple of years ago for a lot of states, I'm sure the, that the, that cannabis acceptance has, has grown even more so from then. But regardless, I think that cannabis will be legalized in a lot of different states because economies are hurting. And like I said, there's nothing better than bringing in a whole new industry because that creates a whole new set of jobs, Right. You're not taking away jobs from anywhere else. You're creating jobs, and and that's awesome, and that's a good thing, and that's what's necessary, right? And you're going to be getting a lot of good tax money, right? Those are two key things: tax money and creating jobs. So that's going to help bolster up economies for sure. And I can completely see cannabis companies or, or uh, state state officials and state uh, politicians legalizing cannabis for that reason. You know, it gets it, it, if there is enough financial burden, unfortunately, on the country, which is terrible, and I, I really I hate to see it. Hopefully, there's a little bit of good that comes out of it. Regardless, like I said, I hope it didn't. I wish it didn't happen in the first place, but you know, you take you take advantage of the timing, and and you know that this also will help the general public and community. Yes, you know, so cannabis sales in states that have legalized the plan for medical and recreational purposes total at about 15 billion in 2019 and are expected to top 30 billion by 2024, according to data from BDS Analytics. Shout out to BDS Analytics, by the way, uh, one of the bigger cannabis data firms out there, uh, which tracks dispensary sales. At the start of 2020, uh, the U.S. cannabis industry had estimated 243,700 full-time employees, according to cannabis information site Leafly. More than half of uh, the U.S. have medical cannabis laws in place, and with 11 of those allowing for adult recreational, those numbers and overall size of the industry were expected to grow in 2020. However, efforts such as those in New York have been waylaid because of the coronavirus pandemic, and that is one thing that I definitely, I made a video on it. Uh, Unfortunately, because of this pandemic, there has been a delay on a multitude of different movements that were probably going to legal, like they were going to pass. there was, I think, three or four different votes in different states that were going to probably, like, the likelihood of them legalizing cannabis was estimated at you know, 90% plus that they were going to they were going to legalize it but because of of this pandemic. Um, they have delayed that. Not to say that that's a problem, but once we start to get out of this pandemic, we definitely need to look at that because people need jobs. Once 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 the uh, the cover or once the uh, once this wave of sickness goes away of, of, from this pandemic, we're going to see like financial sickness. We're not going to see, you know, physical, we're not going to see physical sickness. We're going to see financial sickness. People are going to be sick because of their mental health could be, you know, all everything, right. You know, when people don't have, don't have the financial means to, you know, feed themselves, feed their family, all that stuff. That's it's, it's detrimental in so many different ways. And that's obvious, right? So, 
We want to prevent that, and cannabis is one route to do that. Okay, so a recession boon, the cannabis industry's performance during the pandemic uh, that has lent credence to a growing notion that within the industry that cannabis may be recession-proof and could be a boom to uh, beleaguered budgets. Cannabis businesses were deemed essential in most states where the drug is legal, despite some initially volatile mid-March uh, panic buying and subsequent short-term drop-off. Sales have remedies uh, remain steady, if not robust. Sales were up 26% in Washington state, shout out my state, 46% in California, shout out California. And according to June market report from Sifle analysts citing data from analytics from uh, firm headset, shout out headset, by the way, I love, I love headset. Yeah, so I mean, Still some, you still see some panic buying, not panic buying, but you see spikes, right? So every couple of weeks, you'll see a spike uh, since the uh, coronavirus, since this, this uh, pandemic has been occurring. Um, we have seen spikes every couple of weeks. Now that's that, that trend has started to die down as it's, you know, we're going into like month number four or three. Yeah, I think since because we really started in the lockdown, I guess, happened in end of February, beginning of March. So, but we've been... Uh, under the fear of getting coronavirus since I think January around there, maybe, maybe February. Um, so yeah, so you see spikes. Now I don't want to say that cannabis is recession proof necessarily, but yes, cannabis is one of those things that helps relieve stress, helps, you know, you know, take a load off, right. It helps a lot of different people. Um, and in times of stress and times of, you know, uh, things that, you know, people look to that. I think it's better to look to cannabis than to look to alcohol, right? I'm sure that there's been a very, very high, uh, sharp, a sharp uh, uptick in uh, potential new alcoholics. And that's sad to hear. That's sad to hear. Not to say that you can't become a cushaholic because you can. Not a cushaholic, but you all know what I mean. A pothead, a fucking pothead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Everything needs to be balanced out, you know, everything, everything within moderation of, you know, and in, in, in context with yourself. Um, but yes, we are seeing, you know, we are seeing that the recession has not done, you know, too badly, you know, it hasn't done as much uh, damage as we thought was going to occur to the cannabis industry. The big thing that really hurt in the cannabis industry was the fact that uh, those companies, you know, they, uh, some of the supply chains from, you know, China and other places was not, uh, was not there. So anyway, that's like, you know, some of the reasons, you know, laid out for why people think that there's going to be legalization potentially in 21 or 22 and why probably for sure cannabis, uh, you know, now legal, illegal cannabis states are going to turn, uh, you know, and vote uh, to recreationally legalize cannabis in 2021. Um, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. I think like people say, the more, the more people, the more states that legalize, the more pressure that's put on the government. Um, and the more data that we have to showcase, okay, this is what, this is objectively what we get from, you know, each market, each state, you know, with, with recreational cannabis in every, in every, and how it affects different aspects of society. Anyways, really appreciate y'all. Um, go check out my new podcast. Uh, I'm on episode number 10. I got episode 11 and 12 coming out here pretty soon. Um, but I think you guys would find it interesting. It's the Frame of Flower podcast uh, interview, different people, uh, really, really interesting uh, interviews, very different, really across the board. Um, you know, so maybe go find the episode that you guys think that, you know, that would that you think you'd be interested in most. Um, 
I'm going to try to figure out a way that I can summarize things a little bit better so people can kind of dictate that, but go check them out. They're all, they're all very cool. So go check them out. They're all very, very interesting. Um, most recent one, I just uh, interviewed uh, the CEO of Top Tender, uh, Ryan Porter, very interesting conversation. So, you know, go check out any of those. Um, it's like, you know, type, type up with the Frame of Flower podcast. The, also, the link is also down below in the description. Anyways, really appreciate y'all. My name's LMC. Hope y'all have an amazing day. Um, yeah, stay safe, y'all. Peace.